isn't just saying. I'm just giving you a hard time. This is, I'm like a much louder talker than you are, so. I, I, yes, my dear. Where is my house? That is a great point. So, if you are coming, did you bring a notepad and a pen? Write this address down. If not, I'm going to send it to your parents anyway, so. <laughs> okay, if I, I will give it. Who's planning on coming on Friday? Okay, everyone in this room. Okay, how about, I don't really want to group me because that's got everybody. I don't want everybody to have my address. So, uh, write it down and I will send it to you all in some manner. It is one, two, seven, nine, eight. It's really long. One, two, seven, nine, eight. Akron Canfield Road. Akron Canfield Road. <laughs> yeah, 244. So 244 straight through Canfield. Our house is on the right. It has a big pond. You'll see it. So, okay. All right. I will try to remember to. Can Can you turn it down a little bit? I'm like echoing. Yeah, it's like weird. Thank you. That's better. All right. I'm, I'm a loud talker too, so I like don't want to have to hold it out here. All right. My name is Pastor Krista. Welcome to New Life Youth. All right, we got the Bible. I brought mine, guys. Be proud. I usually ooh, and uh, I'm usually all my notes have feathers, all kinds of things. I um, like to read a physical Bible over my phone, but the phone is easier, so I tend to use that. But uh, tonight, let's turn to Proverbs. <laughs> Chapter 4, verses 25 and 26. It will be on the screen, but I want us to get in the habit of flipping these pages. 25, nope, 4, verse 25 through 26. Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 26 says, Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead, carefully consider the path for your feet, and all your ways will be established. So, I'm just keep that in your mind while I'm talking. So let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead, carefully consider the path for your feet, and your ways will be established. So, I'm going to talk to you tonight real quickly about something that I want to call attention seekers. Okay? So, usually, if you're me, and someone says the word attention seeker, you can think of about five other people that want attention all the time, right? But I am here to tell you that guess what? We all like attention in some way. It's human nature, right? How many of you like it when someone's like, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful tonight. I just love the way that you did your hair and your makeup is beautiful. I'm not lying. Okay, okay. But that is attention. Like we all, we all like that. There's nothing wrong with wanting a compliment or some affirmation or someone to pay attention to us. But how many of you know somebody, maybe when you were in school, that like got a new pair of shoes and all they wanted to talk about was their new pair of shoes. Or they knew whatever it was. It doesn't matter if you were talking about vacation. They're like, Tabitha, have you seen my new shoes? Okay, like, no one's necessarily ungrateful, but it's because they're like, hey, look look at me. When you're an attention seeker, you want someone to be looking at you. Or there's the really annoying person that we all know that makes everything about them. Okay? Like, I might be telling a story, and they're like, yeah, but... There's one time, this is what happened to me, and it was really awful, and it usually has to do with what you're talking about, but they're not even listening to you, they're just trying to tell you, hey, look, this is what my life is, right? So we all know those people, but how many of you can admit you've probably been one of those people, right? I've done it. Like, 
Um, it's so easy. We're naturally selfish. Everybody say I'm selfish. Okay? I'm selfish a lot of times. We often think of ourselves more than anyone around us. So, everybody just say, I'm selfish, and we know it, and we all like attention. That's okay. We're made that way. So, all of us have a tendency to do that, but how many of you know you have a choice to not do that? Right? Like, it's easier to think all about me. Okay, I'm a parent. It'd be way easier to just care about all my needs and not my kids' needs, because they're annoying. Speaking of, I don't know who my kid is, so can you? <laughs> yeah, this is okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's, e- it's a lot easier to focus on ourselves than the people around us. But if we're focusing on the wrong things, or we're giving, asking for attention to ourselves, or putting our attention on the wrong things, then good things can sometimes not come into our life because we're focusing on the wrong thing. So, everybody say the wrong thing. Okay? So I want you to pay attention to what you pay attention to. So we're talking about attention seekers and how we all kind of want attention, but we also give attention to a lot of different things. And I always say when I'm going to preach a message that it just highlights something in my life that I really need to work on. So pay attention to what you're paying attention to. What has your attention right now might be keeping you from accessing what's next. Okay, so what has your attention right now might be keeping you, depending on what it is, from accessing what's next. Sometimes I think I get into a cycle in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm always dealing with the same thing. Like, how many of you ever like, well, I just ask for prayer for the same thing, right? Or I am always having this emotion, or I always have this argument, or I always have, it's the same cycle over and over and over again. Maybe it's a frustration with your friends, or frustration with your parents, or whatever it is, you can get in this cycle, everybody say cycle, okay? There's something called the crazy cycle, okay? And you just keep doing the same thing, and you have the same argument, and the same frustration, and you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Have you ever been there? Okay? I have. There's been a couple days this week where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like Groundhog Day. It's the same thing today, and I'm like, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to put my attention on the wrong things. And then what do I do? I wake up, and I do the same exact thing the next day, because it's really easy to keep doing the same old thing. But what has your attention right now might be keeping you from accessing what's next. So, live in a world where everything's trying to grab your attention. Did you know that? Okay? When I was your age, the world was not quite like that. Okay? I played outside until the streetlights came on, and I, there wasn't all of the things. Social media was, like, not a cool thing when I was your age. And I feel like now, let's just take, like, rewind, like, two months when you're still in school. Okay, everybody close your eyes. And imagine this with me, okay? You're still in school. And what do you do? The first thing, what wakes you up in the morning? Right? The alarm. Because it wants your what? Attention. Okay? If it's not the alarm, it's your mother. Either way, somebody wants your attention. Right? Then you get up, you start getting ready, and then it's, well, you got to eat your breakfast, and you got to brush your teeth. But stop eating your breakfast before you brush your teeth. And then you got to, do you have your homework? Do you have your backpack? Do you have all the Everything wants your attention. Then you get to school. Hey, have you seen the new TikTok dance? And hey, did you see this on social media? And hey, did you check out my new shoes? And did you see? It all wants your attention, right? Now that's an example in school, because that's an easy example. Okay? For the adults in the room, it's the same thing. Guess what? I got two little kids. When I wake up in the morning, if, if my kids are good and tired, I might actually get to like have time to myself. But that doesn't usually happen because then I wake up and then it set the alarm for 6 a.m. so I can get up and have my quiet time and do all the things. And guess what time my kids wake up? 
Yes. Okay, so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 5.45. I'm right before the kids, I have 15 minutes, that's all. Guess what time they get up? Okay? that want our attention. My kids always need my attention. The house needs my attention. If you have a job, it needs your attention. And so there are all of these things. So it's tempting. So sometimes, I don't have mine. Where's your phone? Sometimes what I do, if you're like me, when I get tired of all things that want my attention, I get this out so I can maybe take a breath. But what do I do on my phone? Oh, look at these 800 emails. Oh, let's go to Facebook and let's look at all the things. And then I'm on Instagram and then I'm checking if I have any Amazon packages that are coming. And then pretty soon, there's more things that are taking my attention, even though my intention was to get some peace, right? Did you know that there, if it's possible, that you could see up to 5,000 advertisements a day? Okay? That's like, I was like, what? Are you serious? There's so much input into our life that all wants our attention, okay? So what has your attention right now might keep you, and I'm going to keep repeating it, from what's coming next. So I want to talk to you real quick about the parable of the sower. Can anyone tell me what a parable is? for a story, okay, it's a made-up thing that Jesus would use to teach people a truth that might be hard for them to understand. So he would tell a story, because how many of you love listening to a good story, right, because it gets your attention, and kind of, it was his way of simplifying a truth that he wanted to teach. So, this is called the parable of the sower, not someone who sows clothes, okay, a sower was somebody who sows or plants seed, okay, so... You can find this in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We're going to go to Luke, chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. It'll be on the screen, but if you want to flip there, Luke 8, 4 through 15. Sometimes I like to sing things. Okay. Luke 8, 4 through 15. This is a long, a lot of verses, so just bear with me. It says, While a large crowd was gathering... And people were coming to Jesus from town after town. He told this parable. This is made up. This is not for real. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and I inserted attention, because that's what we're talking about tonight. Seed can be a lot of things. In this particular example, it is the Word of God. However, you can have a seed of time. You can have a seed of your attention. You can have a seed of whatever you want in there. So tonight we're going to put attention. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path it was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on the rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil and it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than it was sown. When he said this, sorry, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. That's meaning like, hey, pay attention to what I'm trying to teach you. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. And he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. So he's explaining, I tell stories so that people can understand. This is the meaning. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Okay? So if we're talking about our attention, and I've planted my seed there, 
the devil's not going to take it because I put my attention in the wrong thing, so then therefore God can't speak to me. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing, they fall away. So, t- so to me that means when life gets too hard, they don't have roots, so it's like, well, Jesus abandoned me, I'm just going to move on and put my attention on something else, and that's not how we want to be. Then the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. So that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. It's super easy to get focused on all of the things that want our attention, and when we do that, we can't grow roots. Then the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by preserving, no, sorry, persevering, produce a crop. Okay? So basically, Jesus is saying, hey, this applies to the word of God. That's what he's talking about here. But tonight I want you to think about it as your attention. So we all have seed that we can throw wherever we want. Now I'm not going to tell you what to do with your social media and with TikTok and all the things, but if I'm throwing my attention at all of those things and I can spend three hours scrolling on my phone, I'm preaching to myself, but I can't spend three minutes asking God to talk to me, my attention's in the wrong place, right? Where you take the seed of your attention and you throw it is going to determine what you have in your life. So, in my social media example, I'm using this because I'm preaching to myself, guys. Social media is of the devil, I'm just saying. It has good qualities, but it's a distraction that he can use, right? So if I'm throwing my attention, and then I see all of the news and all the things that's going on, and what's that going to do to me? I have anxiety. So what's it do to me? It makes me anxious. That's not what the Lord wants for me. So... Excuse me. Where you put your attention can turn into an idol if we aren't careful. Okay? An idol is anything that becomes more important than Jesus. Okay? I have kids. So Elijah, in, the, in kids' church, we've been, um, we started a summer reading challenge with scripture. And so, challenge them to read these scriptures, have your parents sign it. It's kind of like a personal pan pizza. Bring it back, you get a prize. That's kids. I shouldn't need a prize to... Read, to be able to read God's word, but Elijah says to me today, Mom, and he said to me the same thing yesterday, I showed my Bible to my mom and papas, because that's who watches them, and I just, I didn't have time. I didn't have time to do it. So he says that to me yesterday, and I said, well, you have to make time. So I pick him up today. What's he say to me? Mom. And it's like he saw me, and I was the reminder. I have no idea why, but I was the reminder of like, oh, Mom, I didn't, I didn't have time today. I ran out of time. I didn't read my Bible. And I said, well, what did you do today? Oh, well, I played Halo with Papa, and I, and they stuff, all the fun things that they do. There's nothing wrong with all those fun things. But when all those fun things take the place of my relationship with God, that's an idol. If my kids become more important to me than spending time with God, they become an idol. Doesn't mean that God doesn't want me to love my kids. Doesn't mean he doesn't want us to have fun. But he wants to be first. Because all of these things want our attention, but guess who else wants our attention? The creator who made us. It says in the Bible that he's jealous for me. So what do I do before bed at night? What do I do before bed at night? (laughs) Can you answer my question? All the time, before bed, because I'm a busy lady. So I get all the I get the kids in bed, I get their lunches packed, I get ready for the day, I lay down in bed, and I pull out my phone. Because what do I say? 
I just don't want to think about anything. I just want to flip through my phone. Am I the only one in the room? Like, okay? I, because it's easy. It's mindless. I can, well then guess what? Two hours later, I'm still awake and I wonder why I'm tired in the morning. When I made the choice, and in the process, I annoy my husband, because I'm laying there on my phone. Have you seen the picture? Where there's two people laying in bed and they're both on their phones? There's no relationship there. I'm not saying there's a bad relationship. But that's what can happen in life when things get in the way. So just imagine that as, as between us and God as well. Whew. That wasn't on my notes, sorry. So. Um, Alright, I want to talk about three things. Number one, the enemy is real, but so is God. Okay? There's all these things I want our attention. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. But however, right now, we live in the enemy's domain. The earth is where the devil can do what he wants. He can't do that in heaven someday. Bless the Lord, I cannot wait for that day. Okay? But we live on earth. So the enemy is real, I'm not going to deny that. And I believe that the enemy's number one tool that he uses is distraction. Everybody say distraction. If you're like me, I'm like super distracted. I'm not ADD, ADHD, but I'm like, I think about one thing, and then I'm like, oh, I need to do this, I do this at home all the time. And then I leave that, then I go do this, and then I don't finish that because I'm so distracted. That's a silly example, but the enemy will use whatever he can. So for me, it's my phone. So I use the example that I'm going to set my alarm, and then I get up early, and I'm going to spend, even if it's 15 minutes before my kids get up. And if I read my Bible on my phone, which is fine, what else is on my phone? All of the distractions, right? So I have good intentions. So typically, I read my Devo, my scripture, whatever I'm going to read, and then I pray. But there have been times when I'm praying, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Instagram, and then I check my email. And then I, and then pretty soon, my time with God has been hijacked by all the distractions. So to me, that's why this is important, because there's no distractions in here. <laughs> there's not. This is, this is God speaking to me. So, the number one tool he uses is distraction. Psalm 29.11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Okay, God's intention for you is peace. The enemy's intention is to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going to add, distract. If he can't do all those things, he's going to distract you from the peace, the joy, the love, all the things that God has for you. But if So God's intention is to give you peace. But if God's intention doesn't align with your attention, you're never going to access what he really has for you. So God has the intention, but he doesn't give you peace. But if my attention is everywhere except for on that peace, and God is peace, so if my attention's not on him, they don't align, and so I'm not going to have all the things God has for me. That one beats me. Okay? The enemy doesn't want you to hear this message. He doesn't want you to have somebody telling you this. Okay? He doesn't want someone to remind you that, guess what, I know that. Because all week long, I've had 1,800 distractions that I have let become more important. And so this, this message is for me. I don't care if you are perfect, and you wake up every day, and you spend your time with God, and nothing else distracts you. And, okay, but I'm going to guess that's probably not true. Okay? Because that's, we're all human. So God wants to give you love and peace and joy, but if you're distracted, you can't access it. So, um, how many of you have ever broken a bone or cut yourself really bad and maybe needed some stitches? Anybody ever done that? Okay, I never broke a bone, 
But how many of you ever like just pour yourself in your bleeding? Okay. How many of you ever done that and you didn't know what happened until you looked down and saw the bleeding? Okay, right? Because I know you did. You like just put your knee open and like could see the bone, and you had no idea. I have no idea how you had no idea until you looked down and saw it. Till you looked at it. Okay. So I was on a mission trip one time in the U.S. and I cut my leg here on a piece of glass. We were like picking up like trash, and so I had a bag, and I cut my leg. No idea. So I'm walking around just bleeding down my leg, and there's one day you can feel it, so you're like, oh, there's something wrong. So I realize I'm bleeding. My pastor Chris does not do well with blood, or the hospital, or any of these things. So instantly, I feel like all the blood leaves my body, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out. And then it starts hurting. It didn't start hurting until what? I looked at it, okay? So there are so many times when we know someone is hurting us, and then we pay attention to what is not really hurting us, and then we pay, start paying attention to it more, and then all I can focus on is how much my leg hurts and the fact that I'm gushing blood, right? So, so many times that happens, and when I learned that trick, I was like, I can't stop. Then I couldn't stop looking at it. Like, I'm driving in the car with my youth pastor, trying to get me to the hospital. I think you're going to need stitches. And I just kept looking at it. And keep paying my attention on it, but I forgot about all of the other like parts of my body that are working just fine. I'm actually so focused on that cut. And he said, well, then stop looking at it. I was like, really? Thanks a lot. Like, that's not going to make it go away. And that sounds silly, but it's true. When I said, hey, my phone is a distraction, if I would just stop and put it over, stop looking at it, then it wouldn't hurt me the way that it is. Does that make sense? So the more that you focus on something, the more you put your attention on it, that when it's not something of God, it can hurt you. The more that I put my attention on this, guess what? I'm a very emotional person. And I tend to get more emotional, and I have more outbursts, and I get more frustrated the less time that I spend with God. I'll tell Pastor Rob, I don't know what's wrong. I'm crying about everything. I know I'm naturally an emotional person, but this is like not good, and I'm extra snappy, and I'm whatever. And he'll say, well, when's the last time you like had some quiet time? When's the last time you talked to God? And not in a, in a bad way, but just as my like reminder of like, oh, you're right. I'm focusing on all the wrong things, and now it's affecting me. So, God is real. Or, uh, the enemy is real, but so is God. So... Uh, his intention is to give us peace. We have to be focusing on it. Um, number two, what steps do I have that I can take to help me put my attention on this? So it's like, well, great, Pastor Chris, so this is just great. If I could just tell myself to do it, that would be great. So it's like Elijah, in my example, he says, well, I just didn't have time. I just ran out of time. And he said, Mom, how, how do I remember? How do I, how do I make sure that I, excuse me, that I do that? And I'm like, well, buddy, you have to think of something that's going to remind you. So, like, he saw me walk in the room, and not in a bad way. I never was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to get punished if you don't read your Bible. But it was a reminder of, like, hey, I forgot to do that. So I said, find something that reminds you. Hey, maybe it's a phrase. Maybe it's a whatever, buddy, that's going to help you. And so give it to God is the first step or tool you can use. So pray. God already knows what your distraction is. Okay? Think about it. Maybe it's, for me, it's social media. It's my phone. It's all the things that are uh, electronic in my face. Maybe for you, it's comparison with other people. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's fill in the blank. Maybe it's 
a best friend that you just always want to be with or whatever, fill in the blanks, and then you give that to God. I love my family. I love my kids. But if I worry so much about them and if I put my attention so much on them, that's actually worse than just saying, God, I trust you with my kids. I'm going to be a good mom, but I'm going to put you first so that that can happen. So give it to God. Be honest. Uh, God already knows what we deal with, but he still wants to hear from us. How many of you are like, well, I don't need to tell God because he already knows. Like, he already knows I stink. He already, he already knows that, oh, okay, but he wants us to talk to him. This week I've said, God, I'm so, the amount of times I've told God sorry this week is embarrassing. But it's because I'm being honest with him. Even though it's something he already knows, he still wants us to be honest. So Matthew 6, 13 says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So thank God, excuse me, <coughs> help me not to put my attention on the wrong things. All right, so that's first, give it to God. Second, fix your focus. What are you focusing on? I focus on myself and my own needs and what I like to do this. I like to do that. Nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes my focus, can I use your example? So when we were married, what, just a few years, I pastor Ryan loved to work out. And there's nothing wrong with working out. Is that a problem? <laughs> okay, that's something he likes to do. I like to read. We all have things that we like to do. But early on in our marriage, I said I said to him, he was starting to do like all this research and all these things. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I felt that that was more important than me. Like I was like, and I honestly came to him and I said, hey, I just want you to know that I feel a little left out. I feel, we had an honest conversation. And then it was just what he challenges me. Hey, have you spent time in your Bible lately? Because <laughs> you're real emotional. I came to him and I said, hey, I feel like that's more important than me. And I'm not even the most important thing. So I was like, if that's more important than me, it could possibly be more important than God. And that, that's our example. And thankfully he took that well and we're still married and he loves me. But it was because, and he admitted, like, yeah, that's what he was focusing on. It's not that it was a bad thing. If you're in sports and you love sports, that's okay. But when that's all you're focused on, all you think about, it, there has to be a combination. Life is meant to be like all of the things with God at number one. Um, Colossians 3, 2 through 3 says, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when we focus on him first, we can still have all of those other things. That's why he gave them to us. But he wants to be first. And then number three is remind yourself. Okay, even if I wake up in the morning and I read this and I do my stuff and then I go throughout the rest of my day and I don't talk to God the rest of the day, I'm not reminding myself maybe what I read or what God's done for me. Reminding and repeating and reading it again and again is what's going to help us fix our focus. Uh, and reminding what God has asked us to do. I'm not just on this life, I'm not just on this earth to just live a happy life. And then, like, hopefully get to heaven someday. Like, there's a mission. There's a reason I'm here. I'm not just here to be the best mom or to be the best friend or to be the best whatever artist and singer and whatever it is. He wants, there's a mission that he gave us, and it says in Romans 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Okay, that's what God wants us to do. And I can't run when I have all of these distractions. So, uh, Pastor Ryan, can you come help me real quick? I just want to. And then, Zach, if you can just put on some quiet music. Uh, just in case. No, that's fine. Just any song for now. 
just because you think that I'm lying to you and I don't deal with this and that, you know, I am a perfect person, which I'm not. Uh, I spent time with God this week and I realized all the things that I was focusing on instead of God. I, I looked at my day and this was kind of like my day. So, me and Jesus, we're just hanging out here, okay? And I started my day with Jesus. I said, okay, I'm going to start waking up in the morning because that's something I've always done, but it's easy to get distracted. And I'm going to have my time with Jesus. So I have my time with Jesus. I read my Bible and whatever. So we're just, now, what I should do is stay like this. Just walk with me. We're just walking. Okay, all throughout my day, when I make my kids breakfast and when I pack their lunch and when I drive to work, all the things, Jesus is with me. But instead of that, same here, okay, I start my day and I believe they come up here. You go over there. You here. Okay, and this is my social media, my phone, all the things. And Jesus is there. And then I am on my way to work, and I get to work, and I get frustrated, and I have all these distractions, and I'm thinking about, well, are my kids safe? So, Zach, come here. I'm over there. I don't need you right now. Okay, and then that's there. You see what's happening? Okay, I've started my day arm in arm with Jesus, and now I'm like, wait! And I could make my line 10 miles long. You know, oh, well, I can't find the right outfit and I don't feel good and I just want to look like the person that I saw on my Instagram post even though it's a filter. So Michaela comes up and I'm like, well, I'm not good enough. So you go over there. Okay? This is just, this might this might be silly, but it's not. This, this is what my life looks like this week. This is Pastor Krista. I'm not a perfect person. And we all do this. And I take Jesus and I say... I'll get back to you when I have time. Just like Elijah said, I didn't have a time. I, I, didn't, I didn't make time. That's the key. I have to make time with Jesus because then when I have all these distractions come, I'm just like, oh, hi, distraction. This, this is Jesus. Have you met him? Okay. And then, and then I keep walking throughout my day. It doesn't mean that I can't have my phone and I can't have, you know, all of my, whew, can't have a party. You guys can have a seat, right? Can you hear that song? So it doesn't mean I can't have all of those things. I'm going to wait for that music to stop because that's not helping. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, if I walk with Jesus through all of those things, that's when life can work together. When I push Jesus to the end, when those things become more important, like I said earlier, they can become an idol. My phone can become an idol. My sports can become an idol. Working out can become an idol, like Pastor Ryan and I talked about. My kids can become an idol. Being good enough can become an idol. When that's all I'm focused on is, well, I'm not good enough. And that's all I think about. That's an idol. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. So what I want us to do is, I heard this song this week, and I just want you to take a minute, because I know we all have distractions. I have 1,800 of them. But I choose to let them either push Jesus further away down the line or say, okay, I know they're going to happen, but I'm going to choose to put Jesus first and walk with him through the distractions. Maybe it's somebody that's sick that won't get better. Guess what? My dad's been in a chronic pain for eight years. It'd be super easy for that to become a distraction from me and Jesus. But instead, I invite Jesus in. Fill in the blanks. So I want us just to take a minute. 
couple minutes, listen to the words of this song, and just think about maybe one thing this week that you can say, here, Jesus, I'm focusing too much on this, and I want to focus on you and enjoy that afterward. Does that make sense? So we'll listen to these words, and then um, if you want to sit, you can move around the room. You don't have to stay in your seat if you want to stay at the altar, but just have an honest moment with God. Don't, like, put up a fret. <laughs> just have an honest moment. Let's listen to these words. Clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze. If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols. Check the pews and bow the decorations too. Until the congregation's few and half revival. Tell your friends. So, what others think of me? Check the pews and all the decor. Looking good on the outside, appearing perfect, having it all together. This is me. Sometimes I put that before God. Well, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried about all those things that I don't put God first. Social media, finances, family, my kids, myself, having control, being right. This is Pastor Krista. This is honest moment. And I know we all have those things. So the challenge, I'm going to let the song play one more time, but the challenge this week is to just be honest with yourself. Something I'm going to do. I have to do it every day. I have to remind myself, this is not the most important thing. The most important thing is that I have a relationship with Jesus and I remind myself that he loves me. It doesn't mean my life's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean all these distractions aren't going to happen. But it means I'll have access to the God of love and joy and peace and all those things that come along with it. Does that make sense? So, uh, we're going to play the song again. If you want to spend some time with Jesus, you can. But, Zach, if you would pass those out for me. We want to do a 21-day challenge. Okay?